Hi, I'm Nick Simcock, an English language coach. I help Italians to unlock their English. You can listen to this podcast and read a full transcript at the same time on my website, speakwithnick.it. This podcast is the spoken, chatty version of an article I wrote about tea. Yes, I've got a lovely mm, cup of tea with me right now. Um, and so I wrote this article and a lot of you have asked for the uh, audio version. So the article starts with a did you know? Did you know tea is considered the quintessential drink of the English people? But before the 17th century, the English were coffee drinkers. Ooh, sounds very strange. Um, to me, but uh, that's what I read. The rise in popularity of tea between the 17th and 19th centuries had major social, political and economic implications for Great Britain and contributed to the Industrial Revolution. And since the 18th century, the English have been one of the largest tea consumers in the world. It continues to be considered an important part of the British identity and is a prominent feature of British culture and society. Exactly. Um, I um, have so many memories about tea, and uh, that's how I started writing this article. When I think of tea, I remember my mum and dad drinking tea in bed first thing in the morning. Having a nice cup of tea was the first thing we did to wake up and to start our day. And yes, I know this is a bit strange for uh, most Italians, but it's normal to put milk in it. Milky tea, mmm. <laughs> I also remember that when we were very young kids, we didn't like the taste so much. You know, we, 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 um, we were like, oh, mm, and so we were allowed to add a teaspoon of sugar. But, you know, we, we were given tea and expected to drink it because that's what the English do. Uh, and so we got used to it. And now I love to drink milky tea without sugar. And if someone asks me if I want a sugar, I usually add the cliché, the quip, no sugar, thanks. I'm quite sweet enough. <laughs> In the 1970s, uh, my parents, like many other people, had a teas made next to their bed. Uh, this is an appliance, a bit like an automatic coffee maker, and it combines an alarm clock, a kettle and a teapot. And if you watch the music video for Queen's I Want to Break Free, you will see Brian May is woken up at the start of the video by a tease maid. The phrase, a nice cup of tea, that I gave to this article, is also the title of an essay by the famous British writer George Orwell, first published in the Evening Standard newspaper in January 1946. Now, I don't know if that's why a nice cup of tea is such a um, standard and classic phrase in English, or whether it was already in use before... Uh, George Orwell's article. Anyway, in this article, it's very interesting. At one point, he considers one of the most controversial points of all, whether to put the milk in the cup first and then add the tea, or the other way around. Orwell says tea should be poured first because one can exactly regulate the amount of milk, whereas one is liable to put too much milk if one does it the other way around. So basically you have the tea in the cup and then you pour in the milk and you judge how much milk by the colour. 
Personally, I have tried both methods, but now I always start with the tea and then add milk. I guess we could call it the Orwell method. <laughs> we often talk about having a cup of tea in England, but you should know that most people, myself included, and that's what I've got in my hand right now, we actually prefer a mug, not a cup. The mug... Mm, excuse me, is more popular mainly because it holds more tea and there's nothing more comforting and relaxing than wrapping your hands around a mug of hot tea. In England, people refer to tea with different names depending on where you are in the country. In the north, which is where I come from, it's common to have a brew and we say things like, put the kettle on, love, let's have a brew. Whereas in London, specifically from Cockney rhyming slang, tea is often called a rosy lee because it rhymes with tea. That's the way the Cockney rhyming slang works. So they say things like, do you fancy some rosy lee, darling? Tea is also known as cha, which comes from the Chinese word cha. I don't know how they pronounce it exactly in Chinese. And it means tea. Let's have some cha, we say. It's also important to know that the phrase a cup of has been shortened both in spoken and written form to a cuppa, a cuppa. Shall we have a cuppa? So when in England, never underestimate the healing power of a mug or cup of tea. If you ever uh, feel down or you have heavy things to discuss with a close friend or you just want to put up your feet and relax, the phrase... Let's have a nice cup of tea. Always lifts an English heart. Do you want a biscuit with that? Cheers. My name's Nick Simcock. You have listened to my podcast, A Nice Cup of Tea. I hope it has warmed your heart. If you want to know any more about me, then go to my website, speakwithnick.it. Speak to you soon. Ciao for now.